0: trying to come up with stuff yeah
1: we we, we knew we we, we kind of had uh, this idea for a radio play and we each brought ideas um and christian had this really interesting idea of these people who were like trapped in a bunker together i think mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while since he pitched it mm-hmm. and like kind of going through each of their what they're dealing with going through the bunker and everything and he, he had this like five minute long pitch that was really a nuance to complicate it. i'm like cool my idea is space batman yeah <laughs> <laughs> This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Lucas. And my name is Christian, and I'm Liam. Here with another podcast that just talks about movies. All right, yeah, we are coming to you live today from the Chapa. My Arnold impression <laughs> needs a lot of work. Sorry. He
2: clearly, clearly hasn't practiced in a long time. <laughs>
0: I wonder why I wonder why you talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger there, Lucas. I wonder Lucas. why. But
1: first off, uh, first off, we're sponsored by our patrons. That's Thanks, right, guys. Y'all are gonna get a shout out at the end of the show. Uh, and we I I, I I did a really bad Arnold impression. Uh, just for you. Yeah, just for you. <laughs>
0: and because we're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger today. That's right. The last um, actor in our. This block of the action of Thon, the male action of Thon, I should say, because I do feel like we're at a remi- we're um, at a deficit if we don't do female action stars at some point or female identifying action stars
1: this kind of focused on like 80s and 90s action stars right. and there are not a lot of women who were action stars at that period of time unfortunately
2: That's like, yeah. we
1: had linda hamilton and uh what is it ripley but
2: even then linda, it, hamilton linda hamilton
0: Hamil- was in two action movies yeah linda mm-hmm.
2: hamilton had Term- had terminator and that was also a schwarzenegger thing and
0: then linda hamilton tried to fuck a very 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 hairy ron perlman uh, <laughs> she was in the beauty and the beast tv show i don't know and if i james- made that clear oh,
2: and james cameron what okay moving she was on. with james cameron for a while oh really i
0: didn't know that okay i was unaware all right um yeah so arnie we're gonna talk about arnie in the last uh, of our action-o-thon movies um run i should say uh and but before we jump into that we gotta talk about what we ingested uh the That's ingestion right. for this week uh who would like to go first
1: uh, I can go first since, uh, as usual, I don't have that much. Yet to again. I,
0: yeah. uh, yep. I apologize. we um, start
2: watching more things. No,
0: <laughs> Liam, this is not a blame game, okay? This I'm is not, kidding. This is not a pointing right. fingers um, podcast. What am I doing? Am I doing? <laughs> Liam, I want you to go to your toilet, okay? <laughs> uh,
1: all right. I'll, I, f- uh, I finished a book called Flamefall. Uh, it is a sequel to a book I talked about uh, before on the show uh, called Fireborn. It's kind oh of yeah the, uh, the young adult political thriller sort of uh series um and I like I like the book quite a lot um I think the first one was a little bit more concise a little bit more uh streamlined but this one brought in a lot of new characters uh some that I really hate but kind of in the love to hate kind of way right uh some that I like uh overall uh it's a pretty good it was a pretty good book uh it's it's definitely the dark middle chapter of a trilogy um at least I don't know if it's actually going to be a trilogy. I know there's at least one more coming, but uh, it's definitely, it ends where the characters are all in a very bad place. Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's a good book. It deals with a lot of heavy issues uh, like PTSD and uh, famine. It's a fantasy novel, uh, right? Yeah, fantasy. Yeah. Kind of like... um, it uh, i think it's largely inspired by the russian revolution um in how like uh there's a big revolution they took power and then things were kind of stable for a little while and then there was another revolution and then like things got messy uh and stuff like that uh that's more or less all i have to say about it since uh, not neither of you are familiar with it but uh, i also started I also started reading another book uh, called Firekeeper's Daughter, Hmm. which is... Two fire uh, books. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one's very different. Um, Firekeeper's Daughter, so far, is about a young woman, a young Ojibwe woman, um, who lives uh, somewhere in the States. I can't remember where. Um, But she's the daughter of uh, somebody with the last name Firekeeper. Um, And she kind of gets... wrapped up in this uh FBI investigation it has it has a very uh you know how books always want to open with something very exciting intense Mm -hmm. and like and like and most stories do in general uh this one does that very well this drops you into this really intense situation out of nowhere (laughs) Like, okay, what's going on? (laughs) I get I we're off to the races. Uh, Yeah, I guess I'm reading this book because I want to know how he got here. Yeah. Uh
0: (laughs) it sounds very unlike you, like an espionage kind of book.
1: Uh it's it's sort of espionage-ish. Um is it fantasy as well? Or no, no, this is all real world. Mm. Uh I I I went on to uh Libra FM and it was like, I have three credits. What are booksellers recommending? Let's do that.
0: Uh, yes, yes, I started
1: listening to it. Uh, it's pretty good so far. I'm, I'm liking it. Cool. I'm about half, halfway through, I think. But um, yeah, and I've also just been watching clips from Lord of the Rings over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder I wonder yeah, I, why. I wonder why you're doing uh, that. Yeah, I uh, don't know. <laughs> go back. Apparently watching the movies once was not enough. But sorry, go on. Yes. Lucas
2: must enter and stay in the Lucas bubble. <laughs> lord of the rings and D.
1: more or less more or less welcome to the lucas zone yes mm. <laughs> there's lots of swords here <laughs> a place
3: oh, yeah, where Liam's the same
0: house? things
2: happen over and over
0: <laughs> that sounds depressing <laughs> oh no <laughs> all right well anyway that's oh. it all oh, right okay just... that's it lucas yeah, that's it okay cool liam you want to go or
2: Uh, sure. I actually, uh, ingested a lot recently.
0: Oh, okay. I, if you have a lot, I have a little.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. If you want to do your little, little bit, go ahead first. I will
0: do my (laughs) little. Welcome to the SAS cast,
2: am Sorry, I am in a bit of a mood today. I
0: can tell. Uh, Liam did a, no, a a bad joke. Don't say it, Christian. Okay, so (laughs) I, um, finished watching the Men in Black series. So, I mentioned on the last episode that I watched Men in Black 1. Um, I then watched Men in Black two and three, as there are only three Men in Black films, uh, as we all know this.
2: No, there's only two. You should have been aware of that.
0: Oh, right. Sorry, they skip that. Right, they go from Men in Black to Men in Black three. No. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because it's
2: a time travel movie. Yes.
0: So I actually don't mind Men in Black two. It's not really? a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it's like if. Sorry, my room's very echoey and it's bothering me, um, because I'm moving soon. So this background will not be the same forever. Oh, whoa! Blow your fucking mind. Why don't I? Um, but yeah, so Men in Black is not good. It's not good. Um, it's
2: the first movie again. If the it was first written, movie sucked,
0: yeah, it was the, it's um, the first movie again. If it were written by a bunch of children, you know. If,
2: um, I do have one thing that sums that up perfectly. Ball think chinning? about this joke that everybody remembers from the uh first uh men in black movie it's really stupid but it's also kind of just fun and unique uh, sugar sugar and uh the first big everybody remembers from men in black 2 is a ball chinian
0: yes the ball chinian um anyway it's not great although still i i, I don't know where this
1: is coming from but i remember a joke in something where like there's some there's like some memory weird thing going on, and some people got like some memories implanted in their head, and someone's like, yeah, I remember all of Men in Black, and someone's like, I don't remember Men in Black one, but I remember Men in Black two, but it's mostly callback jokes to the first one, so I guess I've seen the first one, <laughs> and I I don't know where that where that was that Brooklyn 99 maybe. I think uh,
2: one of my friends, who was a fan of that show, was telling me about maybe, it. Maybe. Well, you maybe. know what?
0: If I you're our resident Seven. fact checker, please go check that out. On... <laughs> 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 okay, that was a that was a low blow. I think you know who you are, and I apologize for that. Uh, but you're not gonna hear this joke till Friday. So... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, then I watched Men in Black Three, and Men in Black Three is a really good late sequel. It's mm-hmm. It's not a particularly like well written film in the long run because it just kind of happens, you well, know. The
2: production was an absolute mess. Like they were shooting without a script. They oh. were um, there were characters who got written who were added and got written out last minute. Right. Um. So it's amazing that this film came together came together as well as it did. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think. Um. What's his name again? The guy who directed those? It's. Uh, uh Barry Sonnenfeld. Uh, Sonnenfeld. Sonnenfeld, and he did all three. Um, which it shows with the third one that he was like, I just want to go back to the basics like let's just let's kick it old school let's let's see what we can do. The one thing that men in Black three suffers from is way too much CGI. there's just an absorbent amount. there's not enough of the practical effects that exist in the first two um and a lot of other Sodenfeld films. Uh, there is a lot of CG in the first two films, but it's balanced very well with a lot of the practical effects. And some of the, most of the practical effects in the third one do look good, but are overshadowed, really overshadowed.
2: There's, uh, also if I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember this weird color coding over it, where it was almost like this weird purpley tinge that I thought looked kind of ugly.
0: I didn't notice that. That might've just been your fucked up eyeballs. No, No, I just remember, uh,
2: particularly when, uh, Right before, when we're at the top of the Empire State Building, right before Jay goes back in time, it's like I, I maybe yeah I remember like a just being sure, but yeah, I just remember it looking kind of weird and it was distracting to me for some reason.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, so Men in Black Three is is a very good light sequel, and there are some moments that are like, okay, that's that's a very clever joke, like having um Bill Hader there as uh, Andy Warhol and he's Andy Warhol is a men in black agent who's and everybody who hangs out in that era is an alien duh or like <laughs> uh, i even like
2: i also remember the aliens uh when they're in the past specifically being designed to look more retro mm-hmm. which yeah, i thought was true. kind of a nice touch that mm-hmm. is a very
0: fun idea yeah that exactly and and yeah they have they're like Tall whites or tall greys, sorry, and they have like the big heads and whatnot. And they look and they and they have like a lot of them are look like B movie characters, which is just really it's a really fun touch. Yeah, you Liam, Liam made a really good point. Um, and who then was, I watched who was
1: it that played the uh, young K again?
0: That is Josh Brolin, and he, and and he, he gets fucking pretty, nails it. He gets he pretty damn close. It's, I was pretty sure. I just want to make sure, but
1: yeah, he's he's insanely good as young Tommy Lee Jones.
0: It's wild, like mm-hmm. yeah, because he gets the voice down, but in the Brolin way. You know, yeah. where he, he, you imagine that's what he would have sounded like as a young man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, it's funny how, how many like, sorry, Liam, how many women K goes through <laughs> throughout, those, <laughs> throughout those films. Because in each one, he's like got a different woman that he that he managed to be with. Like in the in the first one, there's the, well, there's no woman there, but um, he's got his ex-wife or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and then in the second one, it turns out that Rosario Dawson's his daughter. Spoilers, um, you know, with the zarthon lady uh uh, alien and then the fourth one he's with q is her name is it q uh oh oh
2: yeah who's played by uh emma thompson and uh younger uh alice eve
0: yeah yeah exactly anyway so uh, why are you smirking you're smirking because you said alice eves and and i don't know why
2: (laughs) usually you'd make some kind Mm -hmm. of comment
0: Oh, I don't. I I I think I
2: was just kind of half expecting it. I don't have. I don't have
0: a joke Uh, anyway. And then I started watching slash watch the first episode of the Men in Black animated series, and it's good. It's really, really well made. Um, Mm. it's it feels a little rushed in terms of because it came out in '97, and the first movie came out in '96. So it's like, oh shit, we got to get an animated series out like right now. And there's some bits that like. You can tell the animation is really rushed, but also the series takes place in an alternate timeline, so they can tell an infinite amount of different stories. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I I feel like it's going to be a little obvious. There's a a clue right above me. Um, (laughs) I watched a docu-series, or I've been watching a docu-series. There's three episodes of it on Crave. I've only seen the first two. It's called Sasquatch, and it's... Kind of about Sasquatch It's a docu-series um, Produced by the Duplass brothers So Jay and Mark Mark Duplass who we've talked about in the past When we talked about Creep um, And you know he's been in a number of other films Directed a few and whatnot. And it's More so about weed The, doc- the docu-series is more so about Marijuana in a thing called the uh, Emerald Triangle in California, Northern California, there's this one county that's the only one that I can remember off the top of my head called Humboldt, and then there's two other counties that are, like I said, Northern California, where in the 80s and 90s, there was massive amounts of grow ops going on up there. And as a result, there was a very high crime presence, uh, and a lot of people getting murdered, killed, you know, a lot of people doing hard drugs um, and whatnot to maintain the marijuana trade, Right. And it goes, it starts you out thinking that these three men were murdered by a Sasquatch, right? And then it slowly starts to take you away from that, but then also allude to maybe it was a Sasquatch. And then it takes you away and then it pulls you back in and then takes you away and pulls you back in. Um, It's incredibly well made, incredibly well shot. Some of it is staged, um, like restaged just to like protect the identities of certain people but it's done and narratively told in a way where you barely notice um but yeah it's it's a very well-made docuseries and i I do suggest um anybody go and check that out um, when they get an opportunity that's my ingestion liam what do you got for us today
2: all right let's see where to start um i guess maybe a quick thing just so i could get it out of the way really quick um i watched uh uh what do you call it just because it was on at work i finally watched detective pikachu oh yeah, yeah. at work uh it was just kind of on and i was like yeah okay i'll watch this and yeah it's kind of how i expected in one ear, out the other yeah <laughs> um it's fine yeah when if there's nothing really insulting or offensive about it no um it's just i mean there were a couple of points where i laughed but uh, what is it but i am starting to kind of get over uh was it Ryan reynolds isms just because like with everybody else i'm so sick of hollywood finding one really funny guy who's good at something and just typecasting the shit out of him. Mm, mm-hmm. um but again i've said that about so many other people on the show before um and uh i don't know i guess just whenever it was pokemon stuff i was having fun whenever there was human drama stuff i didn't care yeah, yeah um that's fair <laughs> and which says a lot because I, even as a kid i was not a big pokemon guy i was a you i was a Oh kid
0: <laughs> My um, favorite Yu Gi Oh! is Agumon. <laughs>
2: that's Digimon. Oh, <laughs> um, next up is uh, just because uh, somebody mentioned that it was out and I wasn't aware, is I watched uh, Pacific Rimba Black.
0: Lucas wa- was on watching, Netflix. I-, you- I watched the first episode, yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, so the biggest thing is that uh, it's a pretty well produced show overall. Um, the biggest problem is that it takes the grit of Pacific Rim, but it doesn't really have any of a personality or uh, or fun of the uh, yeah. Uh, was it or fun of the first movie? Um, and the problem is that the character, the two leads, are just too bland and self serious to really make you care. Mm-hmm. As it yeah, goes, yeah, that,
1: yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I, I, like while I was watching the first episode, there there was very obviously something missing, and I think you're kind of articulating that really well.
2: Yeah, like essentially the premise is that uh, it's set apparently after the second movie. Oh, um, a Australia, Australia has been leveled and destroyed. Um, and these two kids got separated from their parents who were Jaeger pilots and have to run a colony. Then their colony gets destroyed in a very, very grim for Pacific Rim kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they discover their uh, parents old uh, Jaeger, uh, was it, their old Jaeger but it's a training one. So like, it doesn't have any of the weapons or whatnot. All it can do is punch or fight. And uh, they end up having to make their way across uh, the rest of Australia. And they end up encountering a couple of other people. Like, and it's, it takes an interest, a walking dead approach kind of, of like, uh, Oh, that's for a while, weird. Of, Yeah. Of like uh, what this mm. war and all of it are doing to us. Like, which I guess works given that Pacific Rim was very Gundam inspired and Gundam was always kind of about like the hardships of war.
3: Um, guess, but again, yeah.
2: the problem is just that like the show doesn't really have enough personality or spunk of its own because the mm-hmm. reason the first um, the specific Rim worked as well as it did is because it was like uh, you took it kind of had a grit to it like uh, a lot of Gundam anime, but it also had like that really that undeniable Independence Day sense of
1: fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it knew I knew exactly agree. what it was. Like Guillermo del Toro even said, It's like, it like this movie's about giant robots fighting giant aliens, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, There's a little you want
0: character, go somewhere else. This is even, not the, uh, this is not the about, movie. Uh,
1: even talking about uh, Charlie
2: Hunnam's character in that movie, he has this line where he said in an interview, he's like, There are a lot of really interesting, uh, I was it Gundam pilot characters if wrote this whole
1: genre. Raleigh Beckett is not one of them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but like, like, but like, Charlie Hunnam did I think really well in that role because like he like everyone knows that character is not really supposed to be anything, but like he carries the movie well enough, and also he's like he he keeps it pretty light,
2: and yeah. And he worked, and it also helps if he's working around a very colorful ensemble. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. liked Mako a lot. I liked Idris Elba I liked the yeah. two quirky scientists.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Charlie Day and um, oh, I can't remember. Burn, Burn Gorman. Yeah burn yeah. gorman is that his name i believe yeah i believe that's his name yeah what that guy name. who was
2: working for the dude who stole uh bruce's fingerprints yeah in the he, Dark he's he's, he's
1: got the enormous jaw you mm. know mm-hmm.
0: yeah um, <laughs> i know who he is i just didn't know his name was burn yeah. gorman yeah i'm pretty sure that's it um
3: but yeah was it was
2: <laughs> like Sorry. apparently this show is getting another season so i hope they'll take these criticisms and improve on them because i do see a lot of places where it could get really good or be like a pretty solid uh, expansion of Pacific Rim. Because they do uh, break, especially the way it ends, they uh, delve into some stuff with like uh, the Kaiju and whatnot. And like uh, what actually makes them of the a planet they come from and what they can do now, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Again, I just, they really got to figure out the tone and their characterization.
0: Yeah, 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 that's fair. Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Then uh, just because I finally bit the bullet and decided to do it, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like all the way through, and it didn't piss me off as much <laughs> as it did, as much as I thought it would. <laughs>
3: but there's good. still
2: a lot of stuff that really bugged me. Yeah, like uh, uh, big the biggest thing is the structure of a show is all over the place, and uh, as expected, its uh, politics are frustrating.
0: I feel like a- the reason why a lot of it is all over the place because is because of the pandemic. Like we Liam and I were talking to a mutual friend of ours and uh, apparently there's a lot of stuff in the show that about like a very deadly disease and vaccines and stuff that they had to pull out of the show because it was way too close to real life, right? And so I feel like a lot of that got pulled out and it for a mm-hmm. good reason,
2: but well before lockdown, uh they were uh apparently they had filmed about 75% of it hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if some stuff changed when they got to go back and film some more. Yeah,
0: of course. Of course.
2: Um, but like there are so many things and I uh, was there's a lot of balls in the air in this show, like uh, what are the names of the honor guards from uh, Black Panther? Uh, I don't re- remember. Uh, don't but, I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like they show up in one episode. Um, Zemo's in there for quite a bit, which, by the way, Zemo kind of became the best character on the show. He was honestly a lot of fun and had a lot of personality to him.
1: uh, He's played by Daniel Brule, right? Yeah. 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 I've always liked him as an actor. I was kind of disappointed in Civil War that he didn't really get that much to do. And like, uh,
2: and uh, what is it? There also is a uh, subplot with, which I wish got more attention with, um, uh, was involving uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon and uh, Isaiah Bradley, who was uh, one of the runner ups to become the original Captain America. Yeah. But uh, due to, uh, essentially due to a racist thing, he wasn't the one chosen and he spent some time in prison. And uh, there's this whole plot Didn't about- did like, sub-
0: commit a bunch of crimes and then blame him for it?
2: A bunch of crimes happened and he got blamed for it, right. essentially. Right. Um, and it was a shame because like uh, the guy who they got to play him, uh, Carl Lumby from uh, uh, Justice League- uh what is it uh did uh was it really really uh committed himself and was giving a really solid performance and uh, there were some really nice scenes with him and sam wilson but again they just kind of like uh it just felt like marvel was patting themselves on the back like see well, we're tackling this we get woke points
0: right
2: <laughs> um and uh uh the other thing is that uh uh was it if they weren't as annoying together as i thought they would be but The banter and whatnot and chemistry between uh, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie just didn't land for me. Mm. Like when they're actually talking about something serious, they work off each other fine. But when they try to do like the funny stuff, it's like, I think it's that Sebastian Stan in this show is just, he's a little too snippy.
0: Mm. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it it. doesn't feel like Bucky, right?
2: Yeah, he's a little too uh, just snappy and it. Mm. Um, and the biggest thing that frustrates me uh especially as somebody who sub- uh, subscribes to his thought is it does the same thing every uh, what is it uh, uh was it every action thing does which is complete which is complete anarchism with terrorism right hmm. right um which is a big no for me yeah but uh the bigger thing that uh like because this is one really the last thing i was going to talk about is Watching it really got me thinking about why I've become as frustrated with comic book movies as I have lately, which is that the whole framing device and the way or the way we tend to present superheroes I find really off-putting. Like at least post 9-11, it's been very much like superheroes being deterrents or whatnot for the unknown or things coming from space or like uh, just uh, because we know there's going to be some kind of cataclysmic attack and they need to be ready for it. When I've always thought the role of superheroes should be to pick—was uh, it to pick humanity up when they fall, instead of always being ever vigilant, uh, omnipresent, uh, again deterrence.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah,
2: and it's—I don't know—it was just something I was thinking a lot about recently.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I don't know. I guess with like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like with Wandavision or the Mandalorian, I think they're really gl- close to being really good shows, but you just disney that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> fucking disney yeah. almost I was, had I, I, it. Was,
1: I was literally about to be like but disney
2: yeah <laughs> um in fact to quote uh uh what is it uh to quote stan marsh from south park they had it they freaking had it <laughs> yeah um and the only other stuff i really got into was uh i finished uncharted uh four i think it's probably my favorite of the games nice. um there's been talk about doing another one. Nope, just just leave it here. They've wrapped everything up. There's nothing more to say or be done. Just please leave it alone. Fair enough. Um, today is Uncharted
0: 4's birthday. Actually, five years I old. Actually, I heard
2: about that earlier. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, today, and as lastly, as of uh, the
0: time of recording, sorry, not of posting, but sorry. Kate and on.
2: last. And the last thing is, uh, just because I saw it was on the PlayStation Store, I start I bought the uh, Jack and Daxter games.
0: Right, you lucky and son of a bitch. And I decided to
2: try and re- I decided to try and revisit those and see how they hold up for me.
0: I love nice. those games as a kid so much. That and Sly Cooper, and yeah, it's good shit. It's very good.
2: Anyway, is that everything? Uh yeah that tackles everything or at least everything I want to talk about
0: radical so we'll move into our recommendations for this week this is a very short ingestion uh, because we have a lot to say about Arnold Schwarzenegger um, so we'll jump into our recommendations for this week uh, my recommendation is a it, well it was a small video game became quite a large video game over the past is it little Minecraft? while. It's not, could you imagine? <laughs> Lucas and I talked about Minecraft for a while today, actually, when we were we streaming. Did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> um, but no, it's not Minecraft. It's uh, It actually just got a sequel this year. Uh, the game is called Little Nightmares. Mm. And uh, it's a side-scrolling horror platformer puzzle game. Um, isometric, kind of. Would you call it isometric? Because you can move three-dimensionally, but it's still a side-scroller, essentially. Yeah, I'm, not sure.
1: I, I'm not sure isometric is the right word. I'm not 100% <laughs> your character can move definition?
0: in four directions but the story is essentially told in a left to right format um similar mm-hmm. like paper mario things like that anyway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that's yeah yeah and uh it's very fun it's also c- pretty challenging at times and also uh i find myself scared i don't get scared with video games i find myself scared <laughs> <laughs> because there's very scary janitor man with tiny feet and big long arms and he's blind <laughs> and he scares the shit out of me. Have you played it, Lucas? I haven't, but I have seen a handful of uh
1: clips from streams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so my biggest complaint, and it's the biggest complaint that's been said about the game, is that the checkpoint system is incredibly unfair and unforgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes the controls are a little wonky. But oh, that's yeah. basically it. Um, I got it on a super super wicked deal on Steam. It's nice. like I got—I think I paid like four dollars for it. So um, oh, keep yeah. your eyes peeled on that. Uh, uh, and
1: and isometric in terms of games kind of means a top down to an angle sort of view, not
0: not a side scroller. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Yeah. So like you know the Sims or sorry Sim City and like yeah, uh, yeah yeah like any any like RTS stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Liam or lucas actually sorry yeah let's go lucas i want to hear lucas sure. do you have uh
1: so i'm going to recommend uh the youtube this guy channel? Who's, uh he's on <laughs> he's on youtube and i think he's on tiktok too uh his name is loic superville i think that's how he, I, I might be mispronouncing that but basically he makes language-based comedy which is <laughs> kind of weird but like it's he just makes these little sketches of like um like the absurdity of certain languages like he i think he seems to speak like english french and spanish i think right and he just uh kind of explores the, the stupidity of each of those languages <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and again uh, i don't i'm not going to tell you any of the jokes because i'll just Fair. i'll just butcher them but like <laughs> uh they're, they're a lot of fun uh, they just pop up on the youtube shorts thing while i'm lying in bed they're very funny
0: right liam what do you got for us today
2: right, well since it's the end of our action-a-thon, I thought it would only be fitting to recommend uh, one of my favorite stupid action movies of all time, and I'm sure Lucas knows what it is. Shoot 'em up. Yeah. Starring Clive Owen and Paul Giobotti. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure you have recommended it in the past, but it, it makes sense to, to also be here. It makes sense. I'll let you have it. I'll
2: let you have it. <laughs> hey, if Lucas gets to recommend Planet of the Apes twice, I get to recommend things twice. Has it been
0: twice? Who knows? Maybe.
2: Um, I don't know. But this is one movie that... Uh,
1: I'd like to re- recommend Planet of the v
2: <laughs> But Shoot'em Up is a movie that uh, did not perform well at all at the box office when it came out, but regained a, a bit of a following for a while on uh, DVD. Yeah, but, it's,
1: it's somewhere up on my shelf. Somewhere yeah, lately,
2: uh, but these days I don't really hear much talk, many people talk about it. I'm like, when they, which is always strange because they're like, oh, I love these stupid action movies. I'm like, have you seen Shoot'em Up? for like, what? And then I go on to explain the premise, which is Clive Owen plays a, um, a, was it a drifter, a homeless drifter known only by the name of Smith. One <laughs> night, sitting on one, the movie, and this is how the movie opens. Literally one night, sitting on a park bench, eating a carrot, he sees a pregnant woman running down the street while a guy in a car with a gun is chasing after her and follows her into a warehouse. He's sitting there at first, and he's just like, Oh shit! And then he just gets up. Uh, what is it? And proceeds to uh, kill the guy who's chasing her with a carrot, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and uh, help burp this baby during a mass shootout. Yes. And the rest of the movie. This is, is literally
1: just... the opening scene.
2: <laughs> and the rest of his movie is Clive Owen trying to protect this baby from uh, a, an <laughs> army of mercenaries played by uh, Paul Giovanni
1: Yeah. Uh, it's it's so much fun. It's so dumb.
2: It's also, it's a quick watch. It's only like an hour and a half long. The whole soundtrack is essentially like hard rock and heavy metal. Mm -hmm. In fact, which even ends up being a a plot point in the movie.
0: Ridiculous. It's very dumb and very fun. All right so that is our ingestion and our recommendations for this week uh you can find all of those things not the reco- not the ingestion but you can find all the recommendations down below in the description down below um we're gonna go for a quick break uh and then we're gonna be right back and we're gonna be talking about
3: if
2: you get a new
0: car can I have the old one Liam you won do, do you... you don't know how to drive <laughs> Two, you don't know how to drive standard. <laughs> Three, this car is not worth
1: anything. Maybe no. I wanna
2: take maybe I wanna take it apart apart and try to make a robot. Leave <laughs> <Liam,
3: laughs> cars don't <laughs> car... No! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, welcome back to the Thundercast. On this episode, this very exciting and fun, wonderful finale to the male action a thon that we've been doing over the past little while. Um we are going to be talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Arguably, arguably but I was the icon of 80s and 90s action movie stars. Uh, pretty mm-hmm.
0: much. The man who defined, yeah. essentially, what an action movie star is. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, One and the only. First and foremost, we are changing the thing up a little bit. Changing the, uh, the, uh, the format a little bit. So Liam, Lucas, and I all watched one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that was different from each other, and then collectively, we all watched, not together, but we all watched Commando and Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Um, So first up, we're going to talk about the movies that we watched individually. Uh, Liam, you said you would like to go first. Um, What was the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that you watched?
2: Well, I didn't say I wanted to go first. You told me, but... I did not.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> stop that. You stop that. You know that's a bad Liam. We talked about this before <laughs> the show started, and you volunteered yourself, which means volunteered. Yeah, so you, yeah, Yeah. you volunteered. No, no,
2: voluntold makes it sound an awful lot like you just told me to do it, and I was just like, okay.
0: Liam, you volunteered. <laughs> Don't fucking spin the narrative in your own favor. Yes, 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 I'm I sorry. I want you to humor. go to your toilet. <laughs>
2: yes, sorry, Christian, Christian, I know. Humor is dead, and you have killed it. Feel shame. Anyhow.
0: Wow. Oh, Jesus. We're right. canceling the show after this episode. <laughs> Liam.
2: Um, but I watched uh, one of uh, Arnold movies i Probably one of the ones I saw first, which is uh, the original Conan the Barbarian.
0: As in one of the ones you saw first as a child, do you mean?
2: Yeah, as yeah. as a kid. Like, that was one of the ones I saw. I uh, was one of the first Schwarzenegger movies I saw. Based off the uh, stories by Robert E. Howard. But the, this movie has almost nothing to do with those books, so we're just going to judge it as it is.
0: Fair <laughs> sure enough, fair enough. There's like 80, you know? 80 Conan books, isn't there?
2: Well, the Conan books were written as, like, invent- uh, was it a... Re- Essentially, this is back when uh, books were being published in, like, magazines and, like, you would just read, like, 20 pages or something and that would count as a story. Right. Like, most Robert E. Howard, sto- Howard stories are only, like, 90 pages. At the most. Like, out of uh, Conan or uh, Solomon Kane. Right. Um, but I remember as a kid, I really, really liked Conan. It was one of those movies that I would always watch with my cousin because it was one of his favorite movies or with uh, my grandpa because he w- he liked it as well. Um, and, uh, it had been about maybe 10 years since I had actually watched Conan. Mm-hmm. Um, and now at this point, I'm like, it's all right.
0: No, oh, I fair. like it. Pre- I
2: like it pretty fine. Ouch. Um,
0: did you, did you expect to love it when you went? Not really.
2: Watching? I mean, I probably got about what I was it what I experienced from it. Like, cause when, even as I got older, the more, I thought about Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I thought about like, uh. Uh, was it uh the terminator films or uh predator or uh commando and all of that um i think the biggest one thing this one has and it's been talked about a lot which is this movie is kind of an embodiment of toxic masculinity
0: oh <laughs> yeah like uh oh. it's pretty hyper masculine <laughs> i mean i feel like that's gonna be riddled in this episode of the thunder no, all so of like... the
2: women are uh, was it conan's line even like uh uh what is it crush your enemies uh uh, what is it? Make love to your women, or hold on. I'll pull up. Here, here is, it, is that yeah. the whole
1: hear the lamentations of their women yes, line.
2: Yes, yes, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's the one. Um, Which I mean is always kind of an off put for off put for me. It's mm-hmm. better than it is in, than it is in the second one because in the second one it's there's a lot of women being tortured, which is uh I just don't have a stomach for.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Second one's um, the, the, the destroyer, right? Uh, yes. Yeah.
2: I think uh, why I was uh, the fun things about this movie are mainly just uh, it's pretty. It plays itself completely straight, but it's very goofy. Oh yeah, definitely. like um, uh, like um, there's a point where uh, after of uh, a first time he tries to take out James Earl Jones, uh, what is it, or the Serpent King? He gets defeated and they just put him up on a on a, a crucifix and leave him there. Conan is left there for a few days and passes out. There's a point where a vulture flies over and starts pecking at him. (laughs) He wakes up, bites the vulture by the neck and strangles
0: it with his teeth. Oh God. (laughs) Wow. And this This was one of Arnie's first movies, wasn't it?
2: It was back when he was a relative newcomer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also just some other, I'm going to quote something Lucas said with, um, uh, what is it with, uh, army of darkness. Um, this movie is kind of like a D&D campaign with a lenient DM, but if everybody was absolutely convinced that everything they were saying was the smartest thing or the most badass thing on the planet. <laughs> and that kind of adds a bit of a charm to it.
0: Mm. This was Arnie's
2: fourth um, movie.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: so very early in his career. Yeah. Um, we should have watched like, Hercules
0: uh, in New York. Eh, oh, well. Mm. Um,
2: there's also just some really, uh, was it, fun, weird stuff in this movie. Like, uh, there's a point where... um. Oh, uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's the second time they encounter James Earl Jones. There's like this, they sneak into his chambers and there's this orgy type thing going on. Tight, Lucas. James Earl Jones yeah. is hanging out, doing his thing. Wait, oh, which by the way, James Earl Jones is a very fun villain in this movie. Yeah. He brings
0: a lot of... Doesn't he wear like a panther's head or something? Uh, like, like his hood he has is this like has this an weird animal.
2: Viking helmet type of a thing. It's like a saber-toothed tiger or something like that. He,
0: um, I, only know, I only know of this movie through stills and some clips that i've seen my 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 uncle really liked it when i was a kid but i never paid attention every time because i thought it was really boring when i was a kid so yeah anyway carry on Liam.
2: <laughs> um but there was um but so they break in there and there's like this kind of like there's just a bunch of women and people all over the place james earl jones is sitting there and he just turns into a snake what like right in the middle of everything, he turns into a snake. Weird. And uh, Ben may get his attention. He turns back into James Earl Jones. And while he's fighting them, ever try to get away, he uh, picks up a bow, picks up a snake, and uses the snake as a as an arrow. <laughs>
0: like the snake. <laughs> like-
2: <That's> so weird. <laughs>
0: it's kind of amazing. Wait, he uses the that, snake as an arrow? Yes. How- does
2: the I- snake just goes completely hard? like an arrow he shoots it off <laughs> sorry this is this
0: movie about toxic masculinity or <laughs> <laughs> um oh i my
3: mean God. it's
2: conan's one of those things where if you don't really have an affinity for it it's one of those things where it's you kind of just talk about how you enjoyed it but there's a lot of really goofy shit in there like there's it has probably one of the gr- most awesome things i've ever heard partially because it's the most backhanded prayer i have ever heard in my life which is we're uh, about to have a final battle. Uh, what is it? Our, uh, was it Conan is uh, praying to uh, the god Crum, who forged them, who is like the god of steel and iron, and he's like Crum, I have never prayed to you before, but I ask for this one thing: grant me a revenge.
1: And if you do not listen, then to hell with you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I
0: <don't Yeah>. Like oh. <laughs> uh... You've convinced me to watch this movie. Later. Yeah, I f- <laughs> I feel like you might like it, Lucas. At least in terms of it being like a, because I mean, I, really again, stupid. yeah, really dumb. Like like I said, it's to my knowledge of it, like, but yeah, even as like a historical piece, I love. Yeah, no, so it I takes... think actually, completely unrelated to what we're talking about with Conan, I think that's how we can perfect how we do air quotes for the audio version. You talk like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luke. there you
2: go. Um, but no, like uh it walks that fine line of taking itself too seriously. But there are those uh, little moments that, uh, that do really stick out and make it really fun. And like, this is also where it really shows Arnold is not a particular, as great as he is. And as fun as he is to watch Arnold is not a, okay, I'm going to be, this is going to sound kind of mean. You are not a good actor, but by God, you're trying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Um, but no, it was,
1: uh, <laughs> uh what is it?
0: It's a, uh, they're
2: a lot of fun. They have, again, they have nothing to do with a the books they're based on like, uh, like Conan mm-hmm. throughout this whole movie is shirtless or, and he's like, uh, just again, what people think of barbarians are right. just, mm-hmm. but in the but books, like there are bar- long bar- sessions of Conan but, going but. down to the armory and gearing up and getting ready to go. And this movie has none of that.
0: John Milis Mil- 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 Milisis or is an American screen is the guy who directed it. Sorry, John Milisis, written by oh, also written by Oliver Stone. Yep,
2: Oliver Stone oh. has a writer's credit on this, it's <laughs> one of his earlier films. <laughs> That's really weird.
0: Doesn't seem like an Oliver Stone movie Not at all. Oh, <laughs> d-
2: but I was gonna say, do you know who is in this movie? Who? And I know, uh, you're a fan of him, or at least of one of his uh most iconic characters, Mako.
3: Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah, Mako
2: plays a wizard and he gives epic opening narrations.
0: That's actually kind of awesome. That's uh, (laughs) like uh, Last Airman or Mako, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Uh, uh, Iroh is is his character, yeah.
2: Right. And he is uh, Aku, the shape shifting master of darkness from Samurai Jack. Uh,
1: I only watched like the first season of Samurai Jack, but I was just like, it's Mako (laughs) every time he talked. (laughs)
2: but no it's honestly overall it's a pretty fun uh was an enjoyable enough adventure film it's not like top tier schwarzenegger for me but would you consider it it
0: an action movie yeah all right lucas you want to talk about something completely (laughs)
1: different (laughs) something very different um how i'm justifying to myself why i watch this movie uh how i'm justifying it is um, I wanted to see how Schwarzenegger is aged and 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 like the movies he does now. Um, and the, it, that's totally the real reason. And it wasn't because I had an hour and a half before the show and I had to fix something. We're um, <laughs> uh, not
0: doing Aftermath. this format again. FYI, this is not going to be a
1: thing <laughs> moving forward. Um, I watched a movie called Aftermath, uh, which stars uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Scoot McNary. Scoot um, McNary! Scoot McNary! I um, fucking love Scoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which it sounds like a really fun pair. Um, this movie's not fun. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's not supposed to be fun. So basically the the concept is Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger is just kind of a regular working man. He's he's like a super he's like a foreman at a construction site. And Scoop McNary is an air, air traffic controller. McNary. Scoop yeah. McNary. <laughs> sorry. It's gonna ruin it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta figure this would happen. It's fine.
0: <laughs> His name's fucking Scoot. And I
1: know his name is so fun to say. How unfortunate. Oh, okay. Um, not even
2: it's not even
0: Skeet. It's Scoot.
1: <laughs> praise be
0: Pope Skeet, though, by the
1: way. Yeah, praise be Pope, Pope Skeet. Um, so basically, Scoot McNary is a um uh, uh aircraft air, air traffic controller, and there's an unfortunate incident where um he is alone in the tower because his but his buddy's on break and someone gives him he's like oh go call this other airport or whatever and because he's over there calling this other airport uh, he doesn't hear something in, in one of the headphones that he's supposed to be using and it leads to two planes crashing into each other in the in the air. No, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, whose name is Roman, um, his family was on one of those planes. Uh, this is a sad movie (laughs) (laughs) oh no arnold trying to be dramatic yes it it very much is and this movie came out in 2017 so it's fairly recent he's a bit older his hair is all gray and stuff um and it's basically him and uh scooping nary both dealing with their each of their sides of the tragedy and it's not great Mm. which it feels bad to say that because this movie is based on a true story um, loosely, it seems, or, like, the two planes crashing each other seems to be accurate,
0: but, um... The 2002 Urban urban Lingen mid-air collision of a passenger yeah. airline with a cargo jet. Yeah, um, and basically, uh, Arnold is
1: doing his best to be dramatic and to be a good actor. Like Liam said, he's really trying... <laughs>
0: The fact but that you Arnold... keep saying he's really, trying, <laughs> he's really make, trying makes me know exactly where this is going. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is just not a very good actor. <laughs>
2: is he uh is he better here but he wasn't Maggie?
1: Um You're the only one here who's seen Maggie, right? Uh I think so. I, I didn't watch the whole thing because I, I turned it off because I got bored. Yeah, fair enough. But um this one I did not turn off, I watched it all the way through. I'd <laughs> say it's pretty comparable. Like it's not he's not like a terrible performance by any means um it's just it's just he's going for something that's out of his range is the thing which is unfortunate and it it, it is interesting to see arnold in in a dramatic role though because i don't think aside from this and maggie i don't think i've ever seen him actually actually go for it like that um ironically enough
0: there's a woman starring in this movie named maggie grace Just, just uh yeah 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 there
1: was irony uh wasn't a great movie uh but it is it definitely is interesting to see arnold try something new uh especially now these might be a little too old for action movies yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean as much as he does try to do them every now and then yeah yeah but guy. that's that's really all i had to say about it it's not it's not a very good
0: movie uh, Scoot McNary put, uh, gives a pretty good performance. I, it's been so hard for me not to do the thing again. I so. know. <laughs> I,
1: it's hard for me to, every time I say his name, I want to
0: put a little flair on it because it's so fun to say. Just one more
3: Scoot <laughs> <Excuse me, Navy. laughs> so, Um,
0: so taking us right back on track of the action-a-thon, um, I watched Predator. Uh, yes, Predator, yeah, 1987's American science fiction action film directed by John McTiernan. Um, who is also known for directing the masterpiece of a Christmas film known as Die Hard. Um, Yeah. So Predator uh, is a movie about an alien. Okay. The movie is about a bunch of friends who go out into the jungle to go save one of their other friends. (laughs) And then they get attacked by an alien. Uh, It's basically what the the premise is. is Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a covert um, um, ex-Vietnam agent. Who gets brought in to go save some Green Berets who, who landed there? Um, he and Danny Glover. Uh, not Carl Danny. Weathers. Sorry, Carl Weathers. Oops. Danny Glover's in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just get the movies. Yeah. Anyway, so Carl Weathers, you- who Carl Weathers, by the way, buff as fuck. Holy yep. shit, is he huge <laughs> in this movie? Dylan. You son of a bitch. <laughs> The manliest handshake that has ever happened on film.
2: Uh, Just anyway. a fun fact. I'm pretty sure everybody has a you son of a bitch, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh, I have at least one or two friends where every time we see each other we do all you son of a bitch thing. Son of
0: a bitch. <laughs> um so anyway, they they uh are sent to go rescue these people, and then you find out once they get out there that it that was actually a ruse they're actually sent out there to gain intel based off of there's this russian uh covert operation that's going in there and they actually were sent to go stop them um and then amidst all of this there's also a predatory alien predator a predatory alien who is who has come onto earth um who is now hunting these soldiers that's predator It is so fucking fun. (laughs) It's literally just explosions and people's heads blowing up.
2: But it also has a great sense of tension in a lot of the
0: scenes where it needs to. And okay, here's the other thing. The music is done by Alan Silvestri, who has done these wonderful films behind me. Um, And it shows because there's some times where the music's like, that doesn't fit. (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause you'll hear like the twinkling like the doo doo doo, like he does in, in the back to <laughs> the future movies. And then sometimes you'll hear like the and it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> Arnie's gonna die right now. Arnie's gonna fucking die. <laughs> um so yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a character named uh, uh what's his name, Dutch? Yeah, yep. uh, Major Alan Dutch. Uh well his Dutch is like his nickname, but anyway, so Dutch is uh, he's just a badass motherfucker. Who just throws down hardcore. And And who
2: says motherfucker a lot
0: in this movie. Not that many times, actually. He only says it a handful of times. But there is uh, a lot of people remember Predator for being the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger says, get to the chopper. Right? There is also several other fantastic one-liners that happen in this movie. (laughs) And there's two of yeah there's two of them that happen within 20 seconds of each other because there's a bit where arnold throws a knife at a russian spy well not spy but russian soldier and he sticks to a wall and he says stick around and then turns around kicks open a door and goes knock knock <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to kill many 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 people and then there's also the the very famous line when the predator in so as the movie carries on, the Predator ends up killing everyone. That's not a spoiler, that's just obvious. Mm. Um, ends up killing everybody who's in this squadron, except for Arnie, and if, save for a few others who managed to get to the Chapa. And uh, Arnie in the Predator, or Dutch in the Predator, uh, you find out that the Predator has heat vision, and once Arnie covers himself in mud or thermal vision. Thermal vision, sorry. Yeah. Once the once Arnold Dutch covers himself in mud, the Predator can't see him anymore. He's like completely blinded to him. And so that adds a lot of really great tension because you're wondering when that mud's going to fall off and the Predator's going to be able to see him again. And there's this really great scene at the end of the movie when they're actually having a fist fight because the Predator has recognized that Dutch is a very, very good opponent. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he like he, he's holding him up against a tree and he drops him and the predator has like laser cannons and a fucking knife arm and all this shit that he has the blades the plasma
2: caster sorry i know too much about the predators and their mythology
0: <laughs> and so he backs up and he starts taking off all of his armor most of his armor as like uh you know you want to fight Let's fucking fight! Yeah. And like <laughs> we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna do this, and so he takes off all the stuff, and then he takes off his helmet, and then that's when Arnie has probably the best line in the movie, where he says, "You are one ugly motherfucker."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick Williams has a really good uh, video on Predator talking about how it's kind of a uh, uh, '80s action movie slash '80s, 80s like horror slasher movie mm-hmm. cr- mashup. Mm-hmm. Well, the smartest thing the Predator movies always had, or
2: at least, or at least what first two had, which is putting characters in this situation who probably shouldn't be there.
0: Right. Especially and you have well, like the second a one for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, the first one even it's like Verbies uh, guys who you see. What's scary about the first one is kind of like with Aliens, where they show up there are armed to the teeth and they're still unprepared for what goes down. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah, yeah. Like you said, sorry with Predator they show up armed to the teeth and they're yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. As, yeah in In Aliens. Um yeah it's it, and also some of the action is is just to die for. Like when they when they get to the scene where they um rescue the hostage or whatever and get the intel and kill all the Russians. There are so many explosions. It's it's legitimately just like 10 minutes, not even 10, 10 minutes is over exaggeration, but it's like Five to eight minutes of just shit blowing up, but what's... Im- it's like the end of Whiplash, but instead of a drum solo, explosions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what's impressive about it is that there are the stunt work and the people that are so... There are people that are like 10 to 15 feet away from the shit blowing up, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the one thing that's so good about Predator is that the practical effects are really well done. Some of the visual effects have not aged well. <laughs> like, not even a little bit. And another thing that I did want to mention was that the original Predator was supposed to be played by Jean-Claude Van Damme.
2: And had a very different design because he was actually on set for a few days. Yeah,
0: and it had, like, these weird... This weird, like, lanky face. Like, this really straight, like, dinosaur-esque face and really long, weird-looking arms. It looked like the the Death Angels from A Quiet Place... But with mm-hmm. a long face and a little bit more bipedal. Um, or
2: kind of like uh, who's that space ghost villain? It's not Brackets, uh, the green mantis guy. He looked yeah. kind of like him. Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much exactly. And, uh, anyways that John McTiernan was and didn't like it and Van Damme didn't like what was going on and uh, I don't know the entire story behind it but
2: they essentially uh Van Damme left and then the new designer guy came in and suggested like well what if we gave it we did an alien with mandibles
0: yeah and then that's when they brought in Kevin Peter Hall um who who is like a seven foot tall man
2: he was yeah he was yeah he was like seven feet i'm pretty sure yeah
0: and he played the predator in the first two movies and then was harry and harry and the hendersons and was a number of other things and Um, passed away sad tragically too young yeah yeah he, he was like i don't know what year he died but uh let's look it up he died in uh 91 unfortunately so yeah he was only 35 but anyway, oh, wow. um, so he gives so much to the character, and it's it's it, it honestly like when he when he's challenging Arnold, he's like doing like this, uh, like let's fucking go, <laughs> like I'm ready to kick your shit out of you. <laughs> you no, know, you've been fucking with me way too long. Like I'm ready to fucking kill you. Um, anyway, it's it's interesting. It's 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 uh, the the character development and whatnot is really cool, and it's it's cool how you brought up how I I don't see a uh, Predator as a horror movie. Um. I see alien as a horror movie and predator is the inverse. And then that's why they kind of eventually found their way together because mm-hmm. they're both just fucking alien. Monsters. Well,
2: predator also perfectly did. And I guess the alien movies earlier did I uh, was, it did what I will always praise any movie for. Say it with me. Genre blending.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's an incredibly successful, um, film and went on to be an incredibly successful mm-hmm. franchise. Um. Uh, I was the gonna first add DVD to... I ever bought was Alien versus Predator. Liam, go ahead. Oh.
2: I was gonna add to what you were saying about uh, what's his name, Kevin Andrew Hall, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Peter Hall, yeah, Kevin Peter Hall, which is that like uh, part of why I say we lost him too soon is because like uh, he was one of the great like uh, physical like monster performers yes. of like that time, like he only did so much, but like he wa- he rivaled guys like uh, Kane Hoder in uh, hmm. the uh, in the Friday the 13th films. Or what we see with like, uh, I uh, was it uh, Derek Mears or even like uh the physical stuff we kind of see with uh, Doug Jones, yeah, Doug Jones and yeah. uh, Andy uh, or I uh, was it Andy Circus though without the mm-hmm, acting, acting, <laughs> <laughs> voice act, like the, the yeah, 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 like the actual like having lines Lined or whatnot, delivery. but yeah. yeah, people don't seem to understand, but it's hard to actually be like an intim to like work through that makeup and be like a force to be reckoned ro- reckoned with. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. But all
3: Christians this, I actually had to
0: wear monster makeup before. I have, yeah. I, yeah. Played, <laughs> I played a weird, like boogeyman monster. It was cool. Yeah. I had yeah. to be nude in it. Well, topless. <laughs> so I wasn't nude. I had. To, I got to wear like khaki pants. It was really weird. Um, but yeah, I was like, I. Uh, you probably won't ever be able to see this, but it was for a, a, a Sate production that Lucas and I did for our second year of state. Uh, How to beat a bully? I think yeah. is what it was mm-hmm. called. And I got. And, I was. I was in that movie too. yeah, you are in that movie. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Lucas and I only screen screen credits. Actually, Lucas also got to play a a monster. Lucas got to play this monster.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) I have a a couple screen credits, not on IMDb, but
0: uh, (laughs) yeah, Lucas got to play the the slash watch in one of them. Yeah,
1: until we realized that we couldn't use uh, a lot of the footage because the costume
0: was too. (laughs) Because your pants, you could see your pants. Underneath the suit That's like there were like
1: there was like three or four inches from the bottom of the the Sasquatch suit to my to the to my shoe, yeah, it's like yeah, three you use the stuff that was from like waist up, but I think which there
2: is there is a
0: lot of that footage yeah. in the movie yeah.
2: um next time we build costume for Lucas.
0: <laughs> I do. I do have some ideas anyway. Um, so yeah, predator is a fantastic film and it, all it made me want to do was watch predator two, even though it's really bad and then move on to watch the rest of the, Pre- I, I may be, I like predators. That movie's good, yeah. um, but I don't want to watch the predator.
2: Yeah. Well, um, the predator is a movie that frustrates me. Cause I'm like, how did this go wrong? Like, like everybody here knows, but I love Shane black, but I'm like, It does everything wrong that he usually gets right. Also,
0: what an incredibly frustrating franchise. Because it goes Predator, Predator 2, Predators, The Predator. (laughs) It's just incredibly confusing. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's Predator. Um, Now, we're going to talk about a great movie. It's just so fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna talk about yes. commando Liam showed us commando shirt. let's party all right let's Dude. party liam liam showed me commando a couple years ago and, it was a little uh, bit
2: right it was pretty much right before we started doing this show
0: pretty much actually yeah it was
2: year mm-hmm. i for years i would try to get christian to watch it but he's like oh no i'm in film school i watch
1: prestigious smart, <laughs> smart movies shut up i watch dumb <laughs> movies too i think it my was... my first experience with commando is i was camping with my family and uh people were talking about movies and someone just started quoting all these movies from this arnold Schwarzenegger movie they couldn't remember uh we were all sitting around the campfire it was pretty late and everyone's like oh yeah i know that movie this is here's a line from me here's a line from it and then we're like what and everyone's like what is is this movie called then from one of the tents uh my uncle was trying to sleep uh and he's like in the tent he just yells it's from commando go to bed (laughs) (laughs) commando (laughs) And I'm like, I got to watch this movie. So yeah. I watched it, and it, so, I fell in love.
3: So the Command- reason, <laughs> oh, the ahead,
2: reason why I feel like we're talking about Commando, or why we prior- prioritized this one, is because this is a movie that did everything in its power to exploit everything great, but also t- fucking terrible about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Because <laughs> Okay, so the movie is about a man... Named Arnold Schwarzenegger doing Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, his name, is, his name is John Matrix. His name is John Matrix. <laughs> his name is Jack Taken. <laughs> uh, Pretty much. <laughs> so, so John Matrix is a former...
2: Commando. Commando. Yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, who is trying to... he who's, who's like called back to the service and then he's kind of like no i am living my life with my daughter he <laughs>
2: lives with his daughter completely just the two of them in the mountains I'm Some very... guys start, <laughs> yeah. some is guys going to
3: school or yeah, yeah <laughs> like some doing? guys
2: uh some guys start killing his men his men from his past unit they don't know who it is his old general says like can you come back and help us fight him he's like no
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, then... and also this movie this movie opens with like a scene that like almost almost doesn't belong in this movie until the very end of it where like uh this dude's like lying in bed and like uh or the there's a garbage truck coming around a corner or whatever Mm -hmm. and and the guy's lying in bed and his wife's like oh did you remember to bring out the trash and like oh they changed the day whatever and then he he runs out there with these two garbage cans and he's like wait wait hold up hold up and the the garbage truck stops these two guys get out he's like oh i thought i missed you i thought i thought i missed you and then they, they pull out Uzis and like don't worry we won't <laughs> just fucking mow them We won't miss you. Yeah. Yeah we won't. Yeah that yeah. yeah. Then
2: yeah. we then we see a guy get killed. Another guy get killed with a car. Yeah. Uh, at a dealership. You're like
1: best the price. That's them over. <laughs> uh, and then we see a
2: guy get onto a boat to get explode and get blown up. Yeah. <laughs> and then we. Cut to a montage, just a montage of Arnold Schwarzenegger carrying a fucking
1: tree all yep. by himself. <laughs> yep. and, lots of and... lots of really tight close-ups on his sweaty muscles.
0: <laughs> yes, so we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Um, this is also that part of the conversation is also a conversation that's been had many times before. But mm-hmm. anyway, the next point actually, of this uh, movie is basically uh, Jenny Matrix, <laughs> played by <laughs> played by little Alyssa, baby Alyssa Milano, oh, very young Alyssa Milano, is kidnapped and then as and taken hostage so to force arnold to or john matrix jack taken to, to then uh
2: <laughs> go to uh the island of uh val verde yep. to kill the president because apparently him and pre- him and the president bear friends
0: yeah um and then that's pretty much it for plot and then everything else is just arnold killing people in very 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 different and Tried ways. to get to his daughter and nothing yep. but one-liners after one-liners after Basically, one-liners yeah <laughs> Um, there's so
1: many like yeah you're right like 90% of the dialogue in this movie is one-liners
0: yeah pretty much it it has some of the most (laughs) famous ones too like um, don't bother my friend he's dead tired Um, or (laughs) I
2: lied yeah
0: (laughs) hey remember when I said I would kill you last
2: (laughs) you're a funny guy Sully I like you
1: that's why I'm gonna kill you last (laughs) (laughs) and like some like great visual one-liners as well they're not quite one-liners obviously but like uh, 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 they get in the car and the girl he's with is just like where are we going he's Like shopping and yeah. then he just drives he just drives a bulldozer through the front door like through the front of a gun store yep like, but he doesn't try he doesn't try to pick the lock or anything he just drives it through we the also door.
2: we're also like where did he get the bulldozer like
1: yeah it doesn't so he just he's just in a bulldozer yeah, yeah
2: like okay even if it was just parked out there where'd he get the keys yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of plot to this movie this movie's just arnold killing people and doing one-liners which honestly is arnold's skill set Yeah. uh so <laughs>
2: like in fact you could argue that there are a lot of mo- arnold schwarzenegger movies that are considerably better made than this one mm-hmm. like just on a craft and narrative at just about every level
3: mm-hmm.
2: but the reason why this one always stuck out to me is because even as a kid like there was i mean i didn't know what it was but i thought it was honestly a I thought it was a comedy as a kid. Like, I thought it was just a satire of Schwarzenegger movies. That's,
0: but the thing is, yeah, is that's, that's kind it's, of what it is. But it's like his fifth movie. So like, Really? That's it? It's Sorry, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is a seventh film after Terminator. Okay. So this came out after Terminator. He was mm-hmm. not an action star, really, at that point. Huh. Even even the Terminator is not particularly like an action movie. The original yeah.
2: Terminator is more of a thriller. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he's not really an action
1: movie star at this that's, point. That's interesting. I, I I swear it could have came out later than that. No,
0: it's nineteen eighty four, eighty five. So he's not even like really like a like a, a action movie star yeah, at this whole point. name yet. And but it it's funny because like you said, Liam, it it feels like satire. It feels like it should be satirical of action, or movies, at least, or not, or or like, not even a satire, right almost like a middle. parody.
2: It feels like a parody or a satire of uh, mm. Schwarzenegger
0: films, but it's right in the middle of every action movie that has ever come out. And so it's it like, has—that's
1: wild.
2: It, it has the bad guys in suits. It has abducted children. It has uh, yeah. millions of explosions. It's got uh... a
1: <laughs> the the guns. Like every gun has unlimited ammo. Like No, that, and...
2: <laughs> that whole ending fight scene is Arnold mowing everybody down while not a single bullet touches him.
3: Not yeah, and single. he's just
1: standing there most yeah. of the time. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big target, yeah. but he's just standing there mowing people down, and they're just falling over. They can't even get a <laughs> bullet near him. Nope. There, there's, uh, there's also, like, where he just...
2: So, I have a... There's a stupid cliche in action movies that I love, and I think this is where it comes from. This movie is where it comes from, which is killing people with just random inanimate objects. Like Arnold goes into the fucking greenhouse. He kills a guy with a pitchfork and a fucking fucking buzzsaw.
0: (laughs) Yeah, doesn't he throw the blade at him?
2: Yeah, I was expecting him to say like, careful buzz cut or something. (laughs) Or or just, I was half expecting him to say something like that. Yeah, you'd
0: you'd think and you'd hope. Um, So the thing that I was mentioning earlier was that this film is very, very coded um or at least has been it's, represented uh, as such in in later years. This movie um,
2: has gotten a popular reevaluation in recent years. Yes. um mainly just by applying queer theory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was intentional um by any stretch of the imagination but has now since received that moniker because it's v- there's a lot of just overt blatant male masculinity that's also just like Hypersexualized, like <laughs> like Lucas is saying at the beginning of the film when when Arnold's carrying a fucking huge log mm-hmm. and it's just close ups of his muscles and his hands yeah, like, like, sweaty l-
1: face <laughs> and... <laughs> like literally just like a close up on his bicep like yeah. that's all you see is just the bicep which is obviously a lot bigger than mine there's yeah. also uh
3: don't t- don't
0: tell any of our uh, twitch streams twitch followers yeah. uh, Lucas. there's also
3: that
2: so there are only two female characters in this movie one being arnold's daughter who we establish who has been established just is a is his daughter lives alone with him in the mountains no mother or anything is really uh brought up or dealt with or she's briefly mentioned at one point but that's it um, mm-hmm. And the only other woman in this movie is a flight attendant who Arnold just takes along with him. <laughs> he kidnaps her. He, yeah. up kidnaps and, her. he doesn't even try never... to hit on her. Yeah. Yeah. They no. never get together. They never, even when Arnold's like stripped down and practically just a speedo, there's never that mm-hmm. bad, bad shot in every action movie of her just eyeballing him up. Mm-hmm. She just gives him his guns. So he goes to the Island. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, his, um his, his arch enemy in this movie, Bennett, is uh, has this weird like hay chain mill thing and yeah, has but- a Freddie Mercury haircut and mustache.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Very very biker like bear kind of vibe, you know. Like, and for mm-hmm. those of you that are a part of that community, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, he he very much. It's it's very much like a. It feels like a gay breakup. <laughs> you know like these two were maybe at
1: one point in a relationship and now i mean i'm i mean at the end one of them does get stabbed by a very large
0: phallically shaped thing yep yep <laughs> while, he tells,
1: while he tells him to let
2: off some steam
0: which is not that that part's not so much a uh, a, a reference to anything no, as far
2: as i know even but... before that uh bennett's saying things to john like i'm not going to shoot you between the eyes i'm going to shoot you between the balls right
1: yeah, yeah and, and then like how because near the end of the movie bennett has like his daughter like at gunpoint and uh uh arnold has essentially lost um but then arnold's just like you want to get up close you want to stick that knife in me you want to twist it like
0: <laughs> and he's like i can beat you yeah, so so uh, we're not going to dive too far deep into into the coding and the the queer theory for this because I don't think we're the people to really talk about it, but I will say but that But just know that 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 is a thing. It is yeah, very much. Who, who is the is it Patrick No, It's not Patrick Williams. It's uh Uh
2: there's an excellent video by uh Reneg- by uh, Renegade Cut that really gets mm, into it. Renegade. This and some of the stuff that he even found while watching Predator.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so the, the, that's the thing with very early um Arnie movies is that they're the hypermasculinity is not is not subtle. So, <laughs> and now they, but they,
2: it's that thing where '80s action movies tried to co- uh, Was it because the uh, quote uh, was it, the status quo at the time was very um, uh, what is it anti homosexuality? So like action movies went out of their way to try and do the opposite. But as a it result, just looped back over, around. yeah, yeah, just looped completely back around. They're
1: so afraid
2: to look
0: gay, they looked gay, yeah, pretty much yeah <laughs> pretty much um um okay, so that's I don't really have much honestly commando there's not much to say because there's really like not a lot of movie there it's just it's super fun it's mm-hmm. it's fucking ridiculous. it's basically watch Arnold Schwarzenegger kill a bunch of guys for about 90 minutes and 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 deliver some great one-liners. And
2: yeah, it's a movie that doesn't
1: stop. There is no downtime in this movie whatsoever. No. And and like even even some of the, even the like the supporting characters like uh I think her character's name is Cindy, the flight attendant. Yeah. Yeah. Um she's given some pretty decent one-liners too. Yeah. <laughs> like like uh when she first off she accidentally fires the rocket launcher backwards which is mm, very funny yes and then when she fires and like knocks over the car whatever uh matrix is just like how would you do that she's like i read the instructions
0: (laughs) (laughs) um Um, i really love at the end when uh the commander or whatever like comes up to 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 matrix cindy and whatnot and is like like okay you gotta go on the next mission and he kind of looks at him and goes no (laughs) <laughs> and they just like no chance, just no chance, <laughs> and then they just walk away. It's like that's like Arnie being like, "I'm not doing this again." <laughs> um, nope, never. This again.
2: movie also has one one-liner where I don't know why it's funny or why it works, but hey, Lucas,
3: mm-hmm.
2: fuck you, asshole!
1: <laughs> fuck you, asshole! Fuck you, asshole! And also, honestly, Arnold's, de- Artie's delivery is what makes that.
3: Fuck you, <laughs> asshole.
2: Also, notice how um for the first little bit, it's just Arnold leading to leading himself to loose ends. Like he follows Sully, kills him when he can't get the information. Then he just follows the other guy and accidentally kills him when he gets impaled on the table after it are fighting. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Commando's great. Go watch it. Commando's great. <laughs> It's, it's like know what you're getting into it's very stupid oh
2: yeah every time uh that movie's on uh because i remember i showed it to my little brother and whenever i met we're at the house or whatnot and if commando's on we end up watching it and my mom's response has always been why are you two just watching this stupid
0: movie because it's commando mom <laughs> <laughs> all right now we're gonna talk about probably one of the most notorious arnold schwarzenegger performances um and probably one of the most notorious films. Uh, and that is Terminator Two Judgment Day.
2: Notorious. Like, what do you mean by notorious? Like n- notable? Notorious. Oh.
0: What? What? What is? I don't you- know. I notorious. Think, I
1: think not- notorious. usually has a negative connotation. Oh.
0: Yeah, like kind of like infamous. Inf. But- All right, these two. Yeah. Th- now these two are fact checking for me. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's twice. That's maybe I got one more in me. <laughs> anyway. Um. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, notable. Arnold Schwarzenegger performances, um, or characters, I should say, and then yeah, like I said, Terminator Two, Judgment Day, directed by James Cameron, uh, came out in 1991, Uh, and Lucas, I feel like you you should talk first because to my knowledge, Uh, let's hear Lucas talk and prove why he's wrong. I am about to get
1: kicked off the podcast. is What's about to happen? Maybe. Um, I hadn't seen Terminator Two in like ten years uh, before this. Um, I remember liking it back then, and then I watched it. And then I stopped and I started watching another day and I stopped and I finished it on like the third day. Cause I was bored out of my mind watching this movie. And I don't know how
0: I have no <laughs> Probably, fucking idea. I think how. you
2: got to I think this is what happens when you play a little too much D and D and aren't watching enough movies. Stop using <laughs> that kidding. as an insult.
0: I don't understand how that's an I'm insult. I'm kidding. Because, Christian, well, Christian, I mean, Stop it. Sorry, Liam. I want you to go to your toilet, okay? I want you to. <laughs>
2: yes, yes. Again, humor <laughs> is dead. You have killed it. Feel shame.
0: You are a dick. You're a <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> All right, I'm making um, that a sound quote I... for
3: the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. I, I. Well, first off, that kid is annoying as hell. Edward Furlong. E- yes, yes. Every time his voice cracked, I wanted to punch him in the face. He was, which a kid. I know is not his fault, but
2: <laughs> there were points, particularly. I don't like that kid particularly when he's crying there were points where uh, or like uh where he's shouting or whatnot there were points where i was like yeah you're definitely hitting puberty well
0: you know what's <laughs> ironic though is a lot of his lines are adr and they oh are, yeah have and been... that, that's another thing that bothered me
1: i <sighs> okay. like I'm, every other line in this movie is adr and i can tell but it's just annoying me mm-hmm. but like um I, <laughs> mm-hmm. which i know is just a, th- a product of the times but like Okay, uh, Sarah Connor is the only mildly interesting character in this movie. That's so long. Um, <laughs> oh. I, I am well. First, I think one of the things this uh, this experience of the action othon has uh, uh, kind of solidified in my brain is. I am done with the, the stoic action hero. I think that archetype is so fucking boring and I'm done with it. I never wanted to see another you know, the stoic action hero. I think hero part game. of that, we did that to you though. <laughs> I was already having that, like watching the Mandalorian. I'm like, okay, every character is a stoic action hero. I'm kind of bored of this. I don't think I like this anymore. And now that's just solidified it. I'm done with the stoic action hero. And the Terminator in Terminator 2 is kind of the epitome. He's of a the fucking stoic robot. Hero. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> which is the point, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, I guess
2: you're having the same thing, Lucas, that I've had with movies from the past, recent movies from the past mm-hmm. years, which is I'm tired. I'm sick of a sarcastic super, or of a sarcastic hero who just only quips and acts like mm-hmm. a man child.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, yeah. so that means, Liam, uh, you should be sick of yourself. <laughs> and me, I'll probably. See, I'm and me, no. probably. <laughs> Sorry, humor's dead. I killed it. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Uh,
1: but uh, I found. I, I did not feel a single moment of tension. I did not feel a single emotion. I was very bored uh, with this movie. I didn't care at all. He I learned
0: care. to love <laughs> the no, robot. Didn't. The robot learned <laughs> to love.
1: If you want to watch a l- robot to learn to love? Watch Wally, or her, <laughs> or her, or her. Mm-hmm. That's a good one too. Um, but and, all he all he did was I know now why you cry. So like he
0: understands emotions now. That's I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he needs to perfect emotions. He learned what they were. I think that's step yeah. one. <laughs> Amber's also a
2: fact that I think a lot of why it works is that the character arcs around him and the ideas they explore really play off each Welcome other. Welcome to and that's Convince why me Cast 3.
0: That's why it <laughs> works, because
2: what do you call it? Sarah Connor is slowly losing her grasp on the value of life. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. the only person who has really any grasp or under- understanding is John Connor, but he's also a little dick.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. also has been yeah. raised to know nothing but war, right, yeah, essentially. What- or Amber's- not war, but just know know and prepare himself for violence. And also, he does have a little bit of a God complex because his entire life he's been told, you're going to save the fucking world, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> his entire life he's been told you're the one that's going to save everybody which isn't good for anybody especially a child no
1: that, that's a very it's, it's very bad for, for a child psychology yeah <laughs> the other
2: was it the other thing that i really realized watching but i did realize watching it this time uh was it which is made me realize how much i miss classic james cameron before like uh like he used to be such a master of the false ending like yeah. where you think it's over, it's like, oh no, there's more shit coming. As um, you can
0: tell, like, sorry, Liam and I had a the completely opposite reaction to Lucas. I don't, I don't think we're gonna hide that very well. And it just made me, <laughs> and
2: all it did was remind me why I'm so frustrated with uh, what is it with blockbusters these days? Because I'm like, one, just about everything in this movie is done in camera. Yeah. I am so sick of uh, CGI heads on CGI bodies in front of a
0: green screen. I mean, aside from the T1000, but. Yeah,
2: but the T-1000, even, there's that one shot where he walks through the bars. He still looks real in a lot of spots.
0: Yeah, I remember telling Liam the other day that at the beginning of the film when the Terminator, when the T-100, or T-1, or whatever, Uh, T-100? Arnold is the T-800. T-800. When he shows up, uh, when he time travels in, and, like, the sphere shows up, it looks really bad. It looks really corny and really silly. And I think the reason why that was done was to undercut or sorry was to oversell the uh, visual effects that you're going to see throughout the rest of the film and the the visual f- effects that happen throughout the rest of the film with Robert Patrick look really good even to this day. They're not perfect, obviously, because this movie came out in 1991, but still have, have aged fairly well. There are some scenes where it's just like, oh, okay, yes, you could tell this is fucking fake. But There's yeah, like Liam said, when he phases through the bars, and part of that is the way that he sells his performance there, especially with the gun. Like He's like, oh, right, and turns the gun, and then he pulls it through the bars, right? Um, and things like that. And just just like, yeah, I think... The things that we can commend it for, Lucas, minimally, I think you got to appreciate the stunt work. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the stunt work is fantastic. The visual effects, the special effects, sorry, are are really well done. The pyrotechnics are outstanding. Um, And I I know, I know you said you didn't believe the Terminator, but of all things, Arnold puts on a really good performance because they got a guy who can't act to not act <laughs> no the, Ar- arnold's performance is fine yeah um,
2: definitely there's also uh i think why i like action movies like this as opposed to uh what we get these days is that like yeah there are one-liners and really fun moments and jokes or whatnot but they never undercut the sincerity and this movie goat does ju- have a genuine heart to it and actually does try to tackle <laughs> just, inter- sorry
0: i just keep looking at lucas but the more we hype it up and i just see him and he's just, just like uh-huh uh-huh. and actually
2: goes that ex- and actually just goes that extra mile of like i respect movies like this especially like with movies that it's clear like it has a lot of grim imagery and it's clear that there is like some people in the set design or whatnot that have a pretty pessimistic view of humanity but i like movies like this because of it and part of why i wish this is the last terminator movie we ever got because it shows that As uh, uh, was it as Sarah Connor carved into uh, I was a carved into a picnic table. There's no fate but what we make for ourselves, right?
0: No, and that we can actually make
2: a difference and keep (laughs) actually pushing forward, right? And there's, and again, like uh, even on top of a fact that it did go the extra mile of exploring, I I was it, was it loss of humanity and all of that? Like it also is just a badass movie. Like there are days where I'll throw it on because I'm like, you know what? I just want to watch the Terminator blow shit up.
0: Yeah, I mean, like for me, I I forgot how long this movie was. I think so long. It's very long. <laughs> for me, that was not a challenge. I started the movie at like seven. I say this
1: having having just watched all the extended editions of Lord. Brothers. I know, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, it is nearly three hours long, right? I mean, whenever
2: like... I watch, uh, whenever I watch Two Towers, I end up skipping around a little bit.
0: Mm. Yeah, the movie's 137 minutes. Like that's the theatrical cut. Then you watch the, the the extreme DVD version or the special version, and that adds 16 minutes to it. So like you get you get a lot more footage and stuff. So it's near. It's like almost three hours long for this movie. And for me, that wasn't a challenge because as Liam and I have already kind of made clear, we don't feel like it slows down. There are many moments. Well, I can't speak for Liam, but I can speak for myself. There are many moments where it definitely has where it slows down or takes a break, but those breaks are necessary for slowing to, for taking the momentum and having a moment to breathe it so that you can have another massive action set piece and then move that action set piece. Okay. We got to take a little bit of a break. We got to,
2: it does what, uh what Shane black is always talking about with how to write an action movie, which is um you have uh your stuff where you set up the characters, then you have a, uh, then you have a scene that slows down, kind of sets up another, uh, was it action scene, but it lets you get to know the characters I uh, was it and have action scenes built. I uh, was it be built out. I uh, was it due to that instead of the whole like uh thing that every movie does now, which is just starts loud, stays
0: loud, ends loud. Right. Yeah. Which I, for me, it didn't, it didn't do that. And I, I don't, I get where you're coming from Lucas and I'm trying real hard <laughs> to respect you. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard for me because I really like T2. Um, I remember, it, I just remember it fondly from when I was a kid, you know, like which is an odd thing to say because a, a child should not, probably, not watch Terminator. I Terminator. watched T2 when I was eight. Yeah, I was probably. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't watch it till I was in like my late teens.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I I don't have any level of nostalgia for it at all. So that might be one of the reasons. It very well it could be, yeah. It very well could be. I also might
0: just be a little burnt out on action movies at this point. I also agree. I think I think <laughs> I think yeah, T Two might have been a bad one for us to end on. I feel like it would have been a good one for us to start with and then maybe end with like above the law because then that way we could have all shat on it really, really hard. <laughs> also not really an action movie. Um but uh yeah, I don't know. Like I th- I feel like it deserved the accolades that it that it that it received. Um, like Liam said, this is a James Cameron essentially at his peak, you know, um, before he became an out, like he's an asshole, even when he was making this film, but before he became an extremely outright, outright, outright self-righteous douche, um, and
2: became obsessed with playing with whatever new visual toys he could get his hands on, which
0: I mean, he kind of does with this movie, but this was one of those ones where it was just like, here are some toys. And he was like, can I have more, more toys, (laughs) more toys, more, more Oh, look,
2: I want to develop, I want toys that are, that can do motion capture, but also work underwater. And then Catherine Bigelow's like,
0: James, please, no more toys. (laughs) I'm going to divorce you. And then she did.
2: Um, There is uh, one thing I do uh, specifically just want to pay, just because it's not very often, but I get to talk very positively about movies these days, um, which is uh, T2 has one of my favorite movie villains of all time in the T1000. And I think a lot of that is because Arnold was very threatening in the first one and is a very big guy and very imposing. So it would have been very easy for them to just go bigger and batter with the next one. Yeah. But instead they send back this little guy who looks like oh, was it? who looks like he'd have enough trouble opening a big car door. Um, but then you start <laughs> seeing him up. Uh, then you start seeing him toss fucking Arnold around. And also on top of a fact that he could blend in with other people and can have a convincing enough conversation with them. Like, he's not a br- brute crashing through walls. He is a cold-blooded murderer bent on your demise. Yeah, essentially. Every every time he looks at another character wrong, I get uncomfortable. And that's something that so many movie villains just can't... I've uh, never been able to recapture for me.
0: And in terms of cliches, like, yeah, building up, like, where it's just like, you could have gone the easy route and just picked a big guy. In terms of cliches for me that didn't bother me here that have bothered me in other films like specifically the Steven Seagal films was that like your guy can't die and I mean this is literally a fact the Terminator can't like is shown like his power bank restarts he can't die yeah I mean he his arm gets ripped off and like yeah I mean well at stuff. least
1: at least in this movie like he he, quote unquote, can't die, but he also gets the shit beaten out of him. Yeah, yeah and pretty honest, Honestly, I I, I I like that in action in, in action movies when the hero gets the shit beaten out of him. because yeah. if they don't like in, like in Steven Seagal movies, it's it's just boring.
0: Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is that the inverse happens here, and you have, <laughs> yeah, he literally loses his fucking arm, and like Arnold Arnie's good at taking a punch. You know, he's proved it many times, and it shows in in Predator. It shows here. Um, I do kind of agree with Lucas in a way where we're talking about the emotional I'm journey. <laughs> no, the, you're the, just trying the, to give a bone. I'm <laughs> also just being pragmatic. Okay, I'm 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 calming down after the bullshit that Lucas was spilling. <laughs> um, was that I do kind of understand the like the lack of an emotional journey that comes with the Terminator. Having said that, he's a robot. And he does, in my opinion, learn a little bit about being, like, what it means to be human, to some degree, though. Sure,
1: but also, I guess, I guess, considering I didn't see this movie till like late teens, early twenties, whenever it was, uh, I had already seen that storyline played out so many fucking times, mm-hmm. and I guess I don't know. It's,
0: it wasn't anything new to me. That's fair. So One it, thing was, that... it wasn't particularly moving. I, I was or... almost done with my point. Is is that there? Is uh, there's that moment a couple scenes earlier where Linda Hamilton, or sorry, when uh, Sarah Connor is watching the Terminator and, and John Connor, um, and he, John Connor's teaching him how to high five, right? And they're having that really sweet moment, and she has her monologue. I, you, I don't know which version you watch, Lucas, but um, she has this monologue where she basically says, like, of he didn't have a dad, but this is the closest thing mm-hmm. he probably ever could have had to a dad, yeah. you know, and they're like high fiving. There's a moment before the Terminator goes into the, the mel- molten metal, the molten steel, mm-hmm. and he shakes Sarah Connor's hand. And I remember telling Liam a couple days ago, he should, she should have her hand out for a handshake, and he should have went for a low five. And then that, <laughs> in my head, would have solidified and tied those two fucking moments together perfectly, like a mm. sweet little tiny robot bow. You know, Leah doesn't agree with me, but (laughs) you know, because
2: I think the reason works. It isn't just, it isn't really, the... like, because I mean, I guess it's sad enough to see a kid kind of lose the closest thing he had to a father figure. But what I more so take away from the Terminator's demise is what the um is what the other characters take away and how it really hits home the theme of a movie Mm -hmm. of like uh, we uh, what is it if a uh, machine can learn uh, was it can learn the basics and not uh, was it and become more human, we can't be the ones to lose our humanity, right.
3: (laughs) Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun, dun. Dun, dun, <laughs> that thing's pretty sick. Dun, dun. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, I'm running out of steam, just as the T1000 did. So uh, <laughs> I need the vacation. <laughs> I need the vacation. Um, or, oh, we might as well just like wrap up with Arnie. So Arnie, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> um, Roman, not Romanian, Austrian, austrian, austrian. uh bodybuilder. Ex- actor extraordinaire. No, he's not. Embodiment Movie to, star. embodiment Movie star. for
2: some of the American dream. Yeah. For, he I became remember,
0: a fucking governor. Yeah. <laughs> no, be-
2: but even before uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger came to America, he was a self-made millionaire.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. he, he had he had like Pumping Iron, which if you haven't seen Pumping Iron, just go look up the coming scene from Pumping Iron and you'll know think, exactly I've what I that. mean. Um This is a man who just like, even before he became a movie star, he was kind of like, I don't fucking care. (laughs) Look at me, I pump iron and I smoke stogies. It's my (laughs) wife. And yeah, he, yeah, like Liam said, he kind of did the American dream. Like he he moved to America, kept pumping iron, started becoming an an action movie star, then became a, a governor, and now just smokes cigars and hangs out.
2: Became an icon. He became an icon of the '80s, and a lot of uh, uh, what is it? And just what most people think of when they think of action '80s action movies. Um,
0: mm-hmm. We can't. We can't not talk about the wrong things he did because he he yeah. definitely cheated on his wife a lot, and uh, now has a weird-looking kid because of it. Uh... Yeah. Even though that I'm still to the thing of like when it comes to
2: cheating or whatnot, it's shitty. But I'm also like something like that. That's a private matter. Yeah. And it just happened
0: to get out, which is like he's also he's also a Republican, and mm. like <laughs> yeah, though uh, I, I, I,
1: at least he's, a, he's an anti-Trump Republican. Yeah, he's and not, at least, not a
0: lot of those. At least
2: he did show character and spine when it came to uh, when Trump really started to get traction
0: or whatnot, and was like, "No, fuck this, I'm mm. not going to support you." He signed the Global Warming Solutions Act of 2006, you know, um, creating the nation's first cap on greenhouse gas emissions. It was kind States, of set me. up for him sorry, or whatnot. i reading his before... Wikipedia page. I'm sorry. I was it, he was
2: kind of set up for it by some things beforehand, but he was surprisingly comp- fairly competent as the uh, governor of California. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's obviously a smart guy. Like, yeah, like, like he's like, he like you look at him and you hear him and like because like his accent kind of like, pro- like it's humorous when he, yeah, it, well it's yeah, hum- yeah it's, it, 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 in, it's, in it's America, kind of funny sounding yeah, yeah yeah um and like like he's big uh he's he's muscular and like. In in our in our kind of in our culture, we associate those things with low intelligence, and I yeah. I, I genuinely think that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a very smart man. Yeah, he's like, pretty he, well spoken and pretty. Oh, yeah. and knows how to carry himself. He's
2: proven
0: yeah, that. for sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's proven it over and over again. Like the the man's not an idiot.
0: No, not not even. I mean, yeah, like he he's he's shown his. You know, his tenacity and his ability to get things done and continue to mm-hmm. get things done, even as a, as a late, like an, a very old actor, you know, like you really only kind of signs on for stuff when he's like he likes the script. Maggie, mm-hmm. he did entirely for free, I believe, because oh, wow. he liked the script. Um, mm-hmm. So the man likes to give back uh now just watch this after we post this, Arnold is going to get fucking canceled. The moment we, post this, um, <laughs> I was going to read
2: one thing he did. He has done that is kind of, that is pretty cool. And I wanted to read a quote from him because it did actually give me some new frown respect for him, mm-hmm. which is so Arnold Schwarzenegger for a long time has been a very adamant supporter of the special Olympics mm-hmm. and like helping make sure that people in the special Olympics have been recognized as actual athletes and what they are capable of. Like they should be, mm-hmm. Um. There was one day on his Facebook when uh, somebody made a very, what like probably one of the most vital comments I've ever seen about that. I've seen this, yes. Yeah, which I am going to read back for our audience's viewing pleasure and just to Wait, show like you, damn.
0: Yeah, are you gonna read the, the quote for and then his response or
2: uh yes, but okay. I'm going to censor parts of it. Okay, thank you. Uh was it this guy writes The Special Olympics make no sense. The Olympics are for the best athletes in the entire world to compete against each other to determine who is the best. Having our words competing is doing the opposite. Arnold writes back, and I'm not going to do the voice just because I can't keep it. I was it? As also, I think and... it would
0: I completely undercut the message of this. <laughs> yes,
2: and he said, um, Arnold wrote back in the comments, as stupid and evil as this comment is, I'm not going to delete it or ban you yet, because this is a teachable moment. You have two possible paths ahead of you. Right now, I guarantee that these athletes have more courage, compassion, brains, skill, actually more of every positive human quality than you. So take their path. You could learn something. You can learn from them and try to challenge yourself to give back, to add something to the world. Or you could stay on this path and keep being a sad, pitiful, jealous internet troll who adds nothing to the world, but mocks ever, anyone who does out, does out of small-minded jealousy. I know what you what you really want is attention. So let me be clear: if you ever, I was if you choose to keep going down this way, no one will ever remember you. <laughs> yeah, brutal. What I first read that I was ready to cheer. I was like, damn. Yeah, what a what a fucking Arnold animal. Ar- Arnold,
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger just murdered a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just imagine.
2: in...
3: Notes... <laughs>
2: Just imagine in person, a massive, like, big man like Arnold Schwarzenegger looking down at you and saying that. Yeah, I just
1: just want to say he wouldn't be looking down at me. I'm technically taller than him, but he's much broader than me. (laughs) He'd be looking wide at him.
0: Yeah. He'd be looking narrow at you. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, on that note, uh, yeah, so this has been our conversation and the final episode of the male-centric action-a-thon that we have been doing. Uh, We're not going to do something like this for a while, so (laughs) uh, get ready to get back to the old, back on our old bullshit. What what? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the fucking horns in um, yeah this was Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, coming up next on the Thundercast is the fun game which is known as Cool, cool that's right everybody we'll be back
3: in a moment
0: so Steel Air Force One boom <laughs> president of the world because you're flying gonna... in the sky
2: Okay, how are you going to fly Air Force
0: One? Um. Oh, I'll call up we'll, Harrison We'll bring Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> 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 the
1: same
0: idea. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Thundercast. Here we are. We're going to play another exciting and wonderful game of Cool Wars. That's right. Cool Wars is a game we like to play at, the, at every single... Uh, Hold on, I fucked that up. Cool Wars <laughs> is a game we like to play at the end of every single episode of the Thundercast in which we pit two characters against each other who are off of a list that we have made that is entirely arbitrary of cool characters, and they are battling in a battle of cool. There is no physical fighting. Cool is evaluated off of a list of all the definitions of the word cool. Okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll smooth that out at some point later. Uh, by the time we actually start doing Cool Wars more professionally, I don't think that'll ever happen. Anyway, uh, welcome to Cool Wars. Liam, who do we have on the docket today?
2: Uh, today, in fitting with the episode, we have two, uh was it, we have characters with two things in common. 1st they we're both played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and 2nd they we're both named John. That's correct. We have John Kimball <laughs> from Kindergarten Cop versus uh, John Matrix
0: from Commando. That's right. <laughs> both great with kids. Um, all right. <laughs> Liam, you want to put eight minutes on the clock for us. All
2: right, and here we go.
0: All right, so, like I said, both great with kids. One starts out pretty bad with kids, ends up becoming really great with kids. One of them loses his kid. And then murders hundreds of people to get her back. Yeah, I mean, John Kimball also does the same thing, though. Like, he... (laughs) Well, he doesn't murder anybody. I don't think he murders anybody in Kindergarten Cop, does he? I don't think he murders Kindergarten Cop. I know he definitely fights a bunch of people. Kindergarten Cop yeah. is one of those movies where it's mm-hmm. just like it's it's not really it's not really an Arnie movie. <laughs> it's a movie that has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Um, yeah, so not a tumor. It, it is not a tumor. It's With, like, who's your daddy and what does he do? Those Sorry. are the two lines. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and us. That's literally and his, really his whole line bad. throughout the movie. That's all he says
2: everybody <laughs> shut up
0: <laughs> okay so he yells at children so. yeah he yells at children <laughs> <laughs> not a, not a, not a great start john kimball um yep.
2: i mean though in all fairness everybody can speak to the fact that they have lost their patience with kids before
0: wow oh 100 percent. can we all say that i have i have definitely <laughs> lost my patience with kids a lot
1: <laughs> i don't think
0: i've ever yelled at them I've definitely yelled at a kid or two. I don't want to get into it. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> to be fair, yelled... to be fair, a child walks in I, and I lose
0: patience. But <laughs> sorry, back to cool words. I just imagine um, a kid walked into Lucas's room and I was like, "Get out!
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs>
0: Fuck you, kid!" It's like the get anyway. out of my house. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So John Matrix, uh, like you said, he he he's a father, very much like uh, like. Uh, John, what's his name? John Kimble? Taken? Jack Taken. Jack yeah. Taken? Yeah, like Jack Taken, who who loses his kid and must find a way to take, get her back by mm-hmm. any means necessary. Um, Yeah, John Kimball is really just trying to stop like a drug lord, isn't he? Yeah, but the so. whole
2: movie is also about realizing that he doesn't want to be a cop, and he actually decides to become a teacher in the end, which such a better prof- profession.
0: Yeah. It is. One it is. is one is molding our youth, the other one is killing our youth. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind what I just said. I don't mind. There you go.
1: No, it's great. Yeah. Um yeah, um well, uh, uh John Matrix um is an unkillable god basically. Uh yep. who will do anything and anything, anything and everything to Bullets get. Bullets literally, literally
0: move around him
1: yeah <laughs> i have a feeling he could just take a random
2: shot and you'd get the same results as when legolas fought that big elephant in return of the king
1: <laughs> basically yeah
0: point blank <laughs> counts as one
1: yeah but um and and honestly he's he uh uh he will stick to his con- convictions as well yeah. like when he when he tells when that when the uh his Higher up or whatever is uh, is like, oh yeah, you're gonna come back and work for us. He's like, nah, and just walks away.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm out of this. I, I was out yeah. of it to begin with. That she's the only reason why I'm here. John yeah. Kimball lies to a lot mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially children. He yep. lies to. I mean, he does does get redemption, but he lies mm-hmm. to many, many children. Um, he, yeah, i've never lo- lied to children
2: before again he loses his cool and <laughs> has to use a ferret as a as to use a ferret as a
1: positive reinforcement yeah <laughs> yeah
0: okay i don't know i'm running out of steam
3: yeah
1: yeah there's i mean uh there's not a whole lot to say about uh john kimball not really uh, i keep i keep thinking that that's uh from the fugitive that's richard that's richard richard yeah. Kimball. i wonder if they're yeah. related
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're cousins yeah hold on what if uh samuel gerard went up against um was it john kimball who from the fugitive tommy lee
1: jones
0: oh <laughs> oh
1: oh okay Against well, against john john kimball
2: well, they're
0: both cops yeah.
1: yeah i mean tommy lee jones would just order him around and short would have to obey because it's tommy lee jones
2: have you guys seen the, the fugitive
0: cool. sequel is this a uh, sequel?
2: Yeah. Spinoff, uh, U.S. Marshals.
0: U.S. Marshals with with oh. Robert Downey Jr. And Tommy Lee Jones plays the same character as he did in The Fugitive. We're going oh. off. I think I already kind of have yeah. my thing. So we're yeah, going to eat up the something. rest of the time here that's on the clock. How much okay. is on the clock?
2: Three and a half minutes. Three and
0: a half minutes? Yeah. All right. We can eat up the rest of the clock by talking about U.S. Marshals. <laughs> 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 uh, well, I, haven't, I just paused I haven't the seen timer. Oh, you paused? All right. Fuck it. Um, all right. Do we have, we have our announcements eh? Hey? I have my announcements. Yeah. All right. Ready? Three, two, two, one. One, John, John, John Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, Matrix. Come on, <laughs> we just talked. We just talked about fucking Commander oh, for f- twenty-five minutes. Oh wait, no,
2: yeah. nope. Hold on, I don't pick
0: Matrix. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, I really wish you had said Kimball first. Then said, "I lied." <laughs> Dang
2: it! I could have definitely planned that
3: better. <laughs> he
0: could have planned that better. Liam's not even on drugs right now. Isn't that wild? <laughs> uh, Liam, sorry, sorry. You all you really could have done was just shown your shirt like I feel like you literally (laughs) wore your answer on your chest (laughs) anyway all right so this has been the Thundercast for this week if you like what you heard be sure to follow us on uh, Spotify iTunes give us five stars on iTunes give us listen on Spotify all that good stuff Um, uh, again if you did like what you heard be sure to follow us on Facebook Instagram and YouTube by going to Thunder Lizard Collective and on Twitter we are Thunder Lizard OG we also have a Patreon go to patreon.com slash thunder and i would like to thank our patrons kate tanya scott manos and owen uh, your support is really appreciated and you're the reason why we continue to do the show and uh if you know of anybody who might like what we're doing make sure you sling it to them and see uh, maybe yeah uh, we can get some more patrons up in up in this month. uh, uh Again, if you like what you heard, be sure to go listen to our other show, t Thunder and Dragons, hosted by Lucas down there at the bottom. Uh, he plays our Thunder Master, and Lucas, myself, or sorry, Liam, myself, and our buddy Dan are uh, guided through Godhood in a D&D campaign. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we have another show called Bookzilla, but we're thinking about restructuring how that works and wrapping it into the Thundercast, but you'll hear more about that at a later date. Anyway, this has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name
2: is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya. Also, you're wrong about Terminator 2, Lucas.
0: <laughs> I lied. I
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay to have your opinions.
2: <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. Sounds like a nonsense conspiracy theory, but Alex Jones would hop on instantly. Liam,
0: I'm not saying I believe it. I'm kidding. I'm I'm the one who got vaccinated. You know, if if I start shooting blanks, at least I'm not gonna die.
2: Christian. Hey. I am kidding. Liam. Liam. Yes, dear.
0: I want you to go to your bathroom. I want you to lift up from the toilet seat, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I want you to lick the bowl.